Welcome Spartans to Mission Debrief. We're playing every mission of the mainline Halo video games in chronological order, discussing our experiences and sprinkling in a bunch of lore along oh. the way. Yeah, I changed that for the new season. Oh my god, it used to be a little bit. <laughs> I know. You don't no. a little bit anymore, Colin? I think well, I feel like we, you know, we talk about quite a bit of lore. <laughs> I feel like you're setting our expectations too high. <laughs> I only signed on for like a little bit of lore, Colin. I'm not ready for I, a lot I can't, of lore. I can't. I can't. I don't have. I don't have the capabilities of doing a lot of lore, Colin. Maybe well, it's like a bunch. Maybe like, like a bunch of bananas. A good amount of lore, but not. <laughs> You know, it's. The... I'm. I go for solid, solid lore. Solid amount. Solid. I'll, I'll work yeah. on that. Okay. I'll please do. That. If you like, don't just surprise us like the con in the middle of an episode. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to play along and have your thoughts read right on the show, email us podcastevolve at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolve on Twitter. If you like what you hear, you can support the show by visiting evolved, <gasps> not just not podcast evolved. Evolved. Oh my god. We're going Who are they? Changes. Uh, on Patreon. This episode, we're debriefing the final mission of the lockdown area. It's kind of the first and the last, but anyway, it's the lockdown area. Uh, the mission is the Tower from Halo Infinite. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold. Hello, everybody. And Krista Brown. Is this the Palace of Pain? Ooh. Welcome Pain. to my Diablo. tower, Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Last mission was recovery, and we'll talk about recovery a little more in this, uh, but it's that little tiny mission that you get dropped off on in the lockdown area. So we went around and found all the stuff. We killed some high-value targets, all that sort of stuff. So the pilot dropped John 117 on a new section of the ring near the distress signal located by the weapon. Master Chief quickly captured another fob and headed out to get his bearings, thin the banished ranks, and reunite with UNSC forces scattered about the portion this portion of Zeta Halo. Now in the tower, Master Chief heads towards the ominous building that's emitting the signal the weapon located back at Outpost Tremonius. He battles his way into the compound, up a gravity lift, and finds the source of the signal, Spartan Griffin's empty armor. <gasps> Ooh, Chief quickly, spicy. He's yeah, Chief quickly climbs through uh, the darkness and tries to locate the Mjolnir-less Super meow, soldier. Meow. Mjolnir less. Finally, meow, we meow. get Spartan strippers. This is what That's I've right. always wanted. Oh my god. Absolutely, Chris. <laughs> Date of the game is May 28th, 2560. 2560, right? That's right. Um, okay, a couple things quickly before we dive into the mission. Remember remember when you listened to the first and second episodes when we rated those episodes? <laughs> those uh, no, I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> Well, we forgot to do that for Outpost Tremonius. Um, <laughs> that is my fault completely. And we're not going to rate the that lockdown thing we just talked about because it's, it's a weird thing. But we may at one point talk about the open world areas and compare them, therefore, um, throughout the game. So Outpost Tremonius, give me a quick rating on that mission. Krista. It's super short. Like, it's very short. There's not much to it. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe a seven because it's just, I don't know. It's just, it, there's good moments in it and the um, cinematic is great, but it's just, it's like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> super quick. David? I'll be harsh and I'll read it lower. <gasps> um, only because I felt, and, and this is my own opinion on the game in general, I felt like Tremonius was supposed to be a bigger thing than it actually is in the game. So I was kind of disappointed. Uh, the outpost because, itself? Like, or... Yeah, the outpost itself, because the, 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 mission, the mission setup is actually pretty cool like you know you have like you're fighting your way into literally the first base of the game it's about to open up the whole game is about to open up and like the most exciting parts of this mission happen at the, literally the end of it mm -hmm. and, it kinda, and then the whole game becomes the game of halo infinite um so it, it, it's kind of it's not the mission's fault i think i'm actually maybe i'm reading it too hard i'm gonna go with the seven chris i feel like a bad a, a bad person <laughs> don't be a bad person um, please yeah i won't be a bad person okay good but uh, I, I think looking looking back on it, it's kind of, I think this is going to, I'm going to say this every episode. I can't believe how short some of the actual missions are. And I feel mm -hmm. like because I spent so much time in this game, I didn't realize that like the missions, like the, the, the quote unquote levels can be like incredibly short. Mm -hmm. And it, the game doesn't feel that way. Um, But it, it like this is, we knew this coming into Mission DB for Halo Infinite that it was going to be weird. And it, it, it have I haven't gotten over how weird it's going to be. <laughs> and um, Tremonius was like, 
awakening of like oh man this this is 10 minutes if, if even like do you know what i mean you can you fly through yeah. it um so like I'll, I'll go with a seven i'm talking too much i talk too much colin i'm gonna i'm gonna be harsh i'll give it a six there's some cool oh, stuff colin you saucy bastard you see some things <laughs> and you do some things but it's very basic i, I just don't want to see this on a top 20 list <laughs> oh definitely not um, oh, absolutely! You know, it's not. fine. You know, it's it sets up stuff, and there's there's interesting conversations uh, with uh, Eshram, and then the door opens, which is a super cool moment. But there's not enough, you know, else in the mission to uh, bring it above for me. So, all right, so we got that out of the way. One more thing I wanted to correct: um, as I was thinking about doing some research for this show, I realized that in the very first episode, um, where we were listening to the audio log. Um, what is it? It's where the infinity is being evacuated and we're kind of talking with the Blaskies there and a bunch of Spartans. We mistakenly assumed all those Spartans were fire team Taurus. They are not. Um, so Griffin, who's I just mentioned in the intro says he is the leader of Spartan or fire team Taurus. And there's other Spartans that are with him, but the, the ones that were mentioned in that audio log that have audio, um, a dialogue aren't part of Taurus. So there's a bunch of other fire teams that are scattered throughout. So that was a little confusing, obviously, because we got confused trying to figure that out. But just doing a little more research and then more audio logs will, will bring some of that stuff to light. So anyway, not a huge deal, but at the same time, I don't want to uh, uh, make sure that we, we, you know, we don't make sure that we're all on the same page. Cool. <laughs> Let's start. Thank you. <laughs> yes. We just the want to be thorough and correct as much as possible. No, so I want I want to be incorrect as much as possible. Wanted to bring that up quick. So what did we do last mission? Hmm, we wandered around the fobs. <laughs> we did the HVTs. And then there's this little diamond on the map that says recovery. <laughs> so you need to go to that thing. And Colin, this diamond confused me so much me for so long. Me too. It, just, it, it would never go away. It haunts me still. <laughs> it's just stuck. Yeah, so you go there, and there's like dialogue that triggers when you're near when you're near the tower, but it has nothing to do with that diamond. All all the diamond is doing is to try to get you to drive up that specific road, um, or walk up that specific road to then access the tower. Um, so it's recovery is weird, and we'll talk about that at the very end of this too. But um, you essentially get up to the tower, right? And so if you enter in this this way. There are um, some, uh, this, there's some dialogue. Uh, so Weapon says, I guess uh, tower was more a, a more than appropriate name. Look at this place. The signal's coming from within that main structure. Somewhere up top, we're going to need to find a way in. So the main way that they want you to go in is this road, and there's a door that you need to, you need to go into this little office area, push a button, and then like this door will open. You can also enter from the side. I think it's the north. There's a, like a little secret door up there with some resistance up secret that way. Door. Um, I love the secret door. Yeah, secret doors are good. And then you can also, there's also... <laughs> go all the way around the west and just kind of pop around and hop into there's like a landing pad on the inside. Go ahead, David. I was about to say, like, when you face the tower, there's a left and a right. And I love how this is like the tower is like the introduction to like the open world of Halo and the way you can like interact with like the tower where it has you can face it straight on mm -hmm. and fight through the middle you can go to the right and come into a side entrance but if you go left you can climb up the cliffs mm. you can jump onto like a little mini mini tower which has some enemies on it and then you can kind of cannon shot your way over in so i oh, love I the way that this that. That yeah this is yeah there's like a man cannon and there's there's three ways into the tower mm -hmm. and I, I love it that there are three completely different ways they're completely different play styles they they offer you unique opportunities and like the whole thing we'll talk about it a bit later but like there's i'm for how short it is i'm super positive on how they introduced you to halo's open world and giving you the tower as like the first main mission like as we spoke before like you could get ready capture the fobs go take on some marines like you have enough to do in the first area looking at this big looming tower in the middle mm -hmm. like going to like this uh this uh, ambiguous signal like it's it's really well done and i think the introduction to the mission is really well done and i love how they opened it up to you and, and gave you options straight off the bat without you even realizing it yeah the uh, the tower so it's you 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 get a little flavor of that with the outpost that we you know had in the open world area 
but in that you just kind of That's grapple true. over the wall and you can you just kind of go in and clear it out but here here it is more apparent that oh it's like it, it's specifically you can enter this way or you can do these little side things if you want to go and do some exploring which is cool which way did you go david did you go through the front door now i'll tell you about the very first time i did this mission was probably my favorite time of doing it so mm -hmm. uh, i might talk about that a little bit because um the first time i came across the tower i had just captured the third marines um, the ones that are a down pelican that starts with a razorback. Mm. So like I didn't, you don't have a lot of valor, you don't have a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I rescued those marines, I flipped the razorback, and I filled the full of full of the marines from from that mission. Yep. And this was like my first encounter, and it was just the click in my brain was audible, Colin. If you were standing beside <laughs> me, you could hear it. You could hear my brain click and go, "This is Halo. This is my net. This is Halo Infinite, <laughs> which is the razorback full of marines." And I was oh, yeah. like, "Oh shit, this is dope!" You can put when Marines in a in Razorback. Oh, oh my god, five <laughs> me and five Marines. Oh my god, it's fucking glorious. So then I rescued those Marines, and at the time, but like I had like, like because of the way I play open world games, I knew the main mission was a tower. I knew I had a small little island to explore, mm -hmm. and I did everything. Did everything in this mission before I did the tower orig originally. Um, so I was ready to fucking rock column when I was coming <laughs> to the tower. Had a Razorback. I was full of Marines. And when I drove in the entrance and the first thing that happened was an achievement popped that went, you bring Marines into a main mission of oh. Halo. Right? <laughs> and I felt, I felt that shiver, Colin, that, that <laughs> adrenaline rush. That, that's just like, you know, Phil Spencer came over and just plugged me full of cocaine and went like, oh yeah, it just felt good. I've felt never like gotten that. Good that. <laughs> You know why? I'm not surprised, Kristen, <laughs> because you've also never gotten the achievement for like rescuing Marines because you're a horrible person. What? You can <laughs> rescue you them? them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you 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 get to a Marine and Krista puts down her controller and just watches. Yeah, I just, just watch them. I, I well, first I let them go in the middle of a horde of elites, and then I st <laughs> stand there and watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. So the very first time I, I took a Razorback full of Marines, smashed through the middle. There's Marines to rescue on your left as soon as you go in. Yep. I rescue them. All of a sudden, I have like nine Marines column. Oh, I'm like, holy, this is crazy. This yeah. is mental. Like, they, they don't all follow you. I think you have a limit to the amount that will follow you. It might actually be five, like a razor rack. Yeah. I don't think any more than that will like follow you. They'll just kind of dick around and do their own thing. And um, I did everything on the outside. I was very meticulous, slowly working myself into the tower. Um, so like I knocked down the um the main door, mm -hmm. brought my marines in, just like brutes and and like grunts everywhere. Like it's really well set up. Mm -hmm. Like it's cool. Like it is really well done. Um, that's kind of how I did it. Like really, like I was a mess. You know, the first time around, I just <laughs> so smashed in through marines. Down, right? <laughs> yeah, marines everywhere. Kicked the door down. It was awful. I love it. Uh, so you but I loved it. You mentioned um. And this is a question. I don't know if you guys know the answer, but so there's those Marines that you say that, that are like, you know, tied up with the energy whips or whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> so when I, when I went and saved them today um, for the mission, there was, I'm playing on heroic. There's only two of them, but I'm wondering if that changes on the difficulty, like you can save more. It's just a question. Maybe we'll do some research on that, but it would be interesting. Like if that scaled, like on the easier difficulties, there would be, you know, four in on the harder there's like one or two anyway um that's awesome that you that you brought the horde in to it krista what, what was your approach to get into this thing uh i grappled onto one of the sniper outposts and just kept stealing snipers <laughs> mm, yep just sniping everybody yeah pretty much i mean i had a mauler and i had the um stalker rifle and i kind of just did that until I ran out of ammo and then I panicked and just picked up anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And this is a perfect mission for that, right? Because there is so many enemies, so many different weapons involved and it's a wide open area, but there's also, you can also go hunker down, right? Like, so there's lots of little buildings down below in, in this, um, I don't know, yard area. So you can kind of, you can go and hide in there if you want to. Um, and there will be reinforcements along the way. So once you reach certain points, so so when you get in, actually, let me talk, touch on this first. When you when you approach the tower, you do get that little like, hey, it's the tower mission, the you know displayed on your screen, and it tells you your collectibles. So there's one Mjolnir armory, um, there's one banished audio log, one UNSC audio log, two Spartan cores, and one skull. 
So we'll, we'll cover all that stuff as a part of this mission. Um, bef well, I guess while I'm thinking of it, it's annoying to me that the Mjolnir armories don't stay unlocked. Like the audio logs stay unlocked, but why don't the Mjolnir armories stay unlocked? Because it's a, I it's a multiplayer. Don't I don't like that. Yeah, yeah that's really annoying. Because I remember the first time around, I was like, I was like, ooh, am I getting more unlocks? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> nope. No, it's the same thing again. There's no, like, yeah, the thing there's no reason unlocked. to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, they should yeah. remove those from the game once you get them. Yeah. Just kind of like the audio logs. Just make them go, you know, go dark. Anyway. So there, you got a bunch of stuff to, to unlock here. Um, but the first thing you need to do is, so you, you go in and then um, Checklock talks to you. This big giant hologram of this Sangheili. He he says hello. He says, uh, <laughs> "So the demon is here. Did you think I would let you walk right into my tower? My tower? I think not. My facility is locked down. There's nothing you can do here except die." <laughs> and then, uh, then and John then like literally the next sentence is, "Oh, go over here and push his button and unlock everything." <laughs> Yep, exactly. He's like, all right, dude. Thanks very much. Yep. John's comment is, he seems confident. <laughs> He's got a couple good one-liners in this. And then, um, yeah, so then, exactly, Weapon says, go over here, and you just kind of have to turn around the corner. Obviously, you know, take out some of the enemies. It's really just jackals, brutes, grunts, um, a couple captains maybe pop in. But uh, Oh, and some berserkers do come in eventually, and they chase you around. But for the most part, you just have to go into this building. You climb up to the left and up the ramp, and then you—I think you just hit a button, right? You hit the button, and then the um, little hologram of the tower that's in lockdown goes from red to green, and now it's not on lockdown. Yay! <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, but the gravity lift is not active yet, so you do have to go do that. Just on that, though, Colin, mm -hmm. like. The comment she makes about like he's got a bad reputation, and Chief goes, "Neither do I." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, so do I, or some kind of so, some shit like like I'm like, oh, oh, spicy Chief. I'm all, I'm all about it. Yep, exactly. That's very good. Um, okay, so let's talk about some quick collectibles before we go to the grab lift. So the let's see here. So the banished audio log. There is one down in the yard. It's in one of the buildings. So Crystal will cover that later um, since Matt isn't able to join us today. Um, and then there is a Spartan core. Where is the Spartan core? It is down below. Oh, it's right below the um, where you do hit the button for the gravity lift. So there's a Spartan core tucked away in the building there. So there's two of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the Mjolnir armory is like under the landing pad on the far end of the, the yard. Um, you go down there and you grab the, the Mjolnir armory. So there's a couple of our collectibles. For that oh and the mjolnir armory is midnight griffin's mark 7 armor coating Ooh. nice sexy armor coating for your mark 7 core which is nice all right so after you do reduce or i guess um um release the lockdown you you can you actually go i don't know did you guys go down that there's a little hole in that building you you can go down to the hole and then like you you can kind of go up this the underneath area no i went up okay i, I yeah this feels weird I, I feel like you should be able to come at this area underneath and up i don't know why they make you do the opposite way it doesn't feel like there's any point in doing that do you know what i mean yeah that's a good point <clears throat> yeah there, there really isn't so you go down this hole and then there's one of those I don't know, fuses that you got to punch and then it will open this little door underneath. Um, so then you go out that door and that's when the berserkers will come in and there's three of them and they'll, you know, they'll do their berserker thing. Uh, I think I had a rocket launcher, which I gave to them. Well, I gave my rockets to them and they died quickly. <laughs> that's what you get. That's right. And then um, you just get a little waypoint to go up and, and hit a button up on the um, kind of the ramp area on the right side of the tower. So you got to go do that, and then that will activate the gravity lift. And then a bunch of reinforcements come in, and you can either run for the gravity lift or sit there and take out all the reinforcements. David, what did you do? Did you go for the gravity lift? I No, I always stay and fight. Uh, this, this fight yeah, is cool. Yeah, because like every time I do this, I have Marines, I've got weapons, and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for this. And um, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it, it's pretty. There's a couple sets of Marines in there too, right? There's, there's two. There's 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 one at the yeah. entrance and there's one in the middle. Um, sets of yep. I would say what, like two or three Marines, and um, at the second set there's like uh there's a rocket launcher underneath there, pretty close. So like when you free them, one of them like legs it to the rocket launcher, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I do like that, and I like this area. I like the I like the whole underground area. It, it's pretty cool. It's pretty well laid out, and like um, like you said, like a, a fandom comes in, you get the brow uh, <laughs> of the fandom. So it, it's it's well done. I always stay in fight. I always yeah. stay in fight. What what annoys me, it, sorry, is that um, and I guess this is a general AI comment in Halo Infinite. Like the the Marines sure. don't do a whole lot, which is kind of disappointing. Like they don't go up grav lifts, they don't drive vehicles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I was initially disappointed in in this mission, um, that like they don't follow you. Um, but having said that, they do remain behind. So afterwards, you can come and get them and bring them places, which I always do. So I, I like that. They're smart aspect. enough not to go into the tower. Are they smart, Krista? Are they? Mm. Uh, have you seen the end fight? I mean, they would have been skewered. I don't know. Sliced man. up. Maybe, maybe up. your Marines, Krista, and my Marines are good Marines. Okay. My Marines are dead before we even get to exactly. the tower. Exactly. <laughs> they do absorb some damage, though. You got to give it to them. Like, they can take some shots before they go down. Meat shields. That's right. <laughs> All right, so Krista, what did you, did you go up? Did you do you clear or do you just run for the gravity? Lift? No, I just run into the gravity. Lift. Yeah, that's kind of what I did. Like, oh, I can skip some things. I'm gonna go do that. <laughs> Once you go up the gravity lift, you do find the source of the signal. And as I mentioned in the intro, you have an empty set of Mjolnir armor right in front of you, and it is Spartan Griffin's armor. You learn, um, and you do get his uh, threat sensor, which comes in handy in a little bit. Um, I do like, so this is the second one we found, right? We found, was it Benita Stone? She gave us the armor upgrade. Yeah, um, the shield upgrade. The, the shield upgrade. And so now we get the threat sensors. Now we have that. And at this point, playing this, playing now and, and being more thorough than I did in my first mission or first playthrough, I had a ton of Spartan cores, so what I what I did is I I unlocked everything on my my um, uh, grapple shot right away, so that's all beefed up. Hell and yeah! Now now I'm able to start putting stuff into the the second upgrade. So I think I did I did one threat sensor. So now I'm and that that initial upgrade for threat sensor is huge because it gives you a, a, an additional fifty percent uh, radius. So we get the threat sensor, and the threat sensor um, can be upgraded uh, multiple ways, just like our, our other stuff. So I want to go through that as we've covered off on the other on the other cores that we've gotten. So the first one is the seeker, and that allow that increases the um, as I said the radius by fifty percent, which is huge. Um, it's actually a big difference from what the uh, uh, the normal size radius is so you fire that thing off and then it, it lets off this red um emission i guess and you can see all of the enemies that are before so for whatever reason your um your scanner it sees weapons and and spartan cores and audio logs but it can't see the enemy so this separate this always felt weird yeah. to me this was such a, a weird thing to implement the threat sensor and have a scan pulse at the same mm-hmm. time i'm like I was thought maybe just upgrade your scan to be the threat sensor or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If it, it always felt wrong to me this whole game that the threat sensor was a, a separate device to the scan. Yeah, it gives you, I guess, a reason to juggle your equipment. But why? Yeah, why can't you just? Colin, we've already given out about so many times about juggling equipment <laughs> in this game. Like they, they, they shouldn't have had you do this. It should just be the, the threat, the the sensor, the scan. Yeah. Um, I will say, playing this game with the bandana skull, this thing is so broken mm. because you have infinite trend sensors that you can just pulse oh, out. Oh, dang. Now, yeah. because there's no cooldown, so you fire one, it threat sensors. If you fire a second one, it deletes the first one. So, like, you don't have infinite everywhere. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It just, it cancels. Now, I can't wait to get the upgrade to two to see if I can fire two before it deletes the yeah. first one and what happens there, which is really interesting. But um, playing this this level of mission with the bandana is pretty cool because you can just fire threat sensors everywhere you want, left, right, and center. Um, that, that sounds amazing. <laughs> left, right, and center. That's really clever. <laughs> I thought that just now. 
Nice. Uh, it's cool. All right, so C- Seeker cool. costs one Spartan Core. Uh, the Operative Upgrade costs two Spartan Cores, and that adds a second charge to your threat sensor. So bang, bang, as, as David was saying. The third upgrade is Clairvoyant, which is three Spartan Cores, and that reduces the threat sensor cooldown by 40%, so you can fire them off quicker, which is handy. And then the last one is Omniscience, and that's three Spartan Cores, and that adds uninterrupted enemy visibility to the threat sensor and reveals their health which is cool the health thing is a is, is a weird thing to think about the fact that you can see any enemy's helper like in halo the fact that they have helpers in the background is, is pretty yeah. cool but like seeing it is so weird yeah it would, would come in handy for those big beefy guys that we meet later or hunters oh 100 like I'd yeah, love 100%. To see their oh I my god <laughs> yeah exactly did you outside of this mission, which you you will you need to use, and we'll talk about that later. Krista, did you use the threat sensor much? Uh, only for camo elites, really. Uh, yeah, I didn't really use it. And I, honestly, most of the time, ninety ninety nine percent of the time, I had the grap- grappling hook equipped. <laughs> I didn't use anything else. Yeah. The threat sensor, what? So you can hit somebody with it, right? Like you can stick it to them. Yes, you like can. It's very name? helpful. And it does it does do a little damage, so I don't know if I've killed an enemy with it, but I know like in multiplayer you can like finish somebody off with a threat <laughs> sensor, which is pretty funny. That's pretty yeah. cool. And um, weirdly, like it's funny, like looking at all the upgrades that you can get in the game, the threat sensor was my least interesting one, but weirdly enough, I'd say it was my second most used one, mm. like throughout the game. I I really got used to using it in like cor- the correct situations and really appreciated like what it allowed you to do, uh, which was pretty cool because obviously the correct way to play Halo is 100% all your points into the grapple. <laughs> yep. And then whatever the hell you want after it's, that. It's grapple, and, um, shields, and then whatever else. Yeah. Whatever else, yeah. And like it, it was weird. Like Once I got the two threat sensors, I was like, oh, I, I was liking this a lot. Like sneaking up on FOBs and pulsing two shots yeah. in to see like, okay, what can I see? What am I looking at? Like I, I really appreciated that and how it kind of changed how i approach certain situations and um i i loved it no i i did i really liked the threat center in the end yeah once you get used to it and just like add that to your i don't know combat loop your mixture, repertoire like the recipe it, it does come in super handy i, I see a lot of people using you're, it in multiplayer you... too more than i i you know i pick up a threat center and i throw it away but people just ping that thing off and it comes in pretty handy mm. Mm. All right, so we peel off. Well, he doesn't need it anymore because his armor is there. So we peel off his threat sensor. We um, now have that in our equipment arsenal. And then now we, we're in the tower and it's dark and kind of scary. Uh, a door opens and a berserker comes out and comes at you right away. Um, so you got to take him out. And then you're just kind of winding around this um, tower. There's three levels. And there's some stuff to find along, along the way. Like there's, you can refill your ammo. There's plenty of coils all over the place. There's grunts, some jackals and brutes. It's, it's not too terrible. Um, you can find uh, another Spartan core. Uh, there's a Spartan core on the, what is that? The third tower, the third level. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Spartan, Spartan core is all the way at the top. And then on the second level, <clears throat> excuse me, there's an audio log and that's a UNSC audio log. And Chris will cover that off, off on that later. Um, we get to the top and then there's a door that well actually you can you can see i guess you guys want to talk about the climb through this little tower you just kind of wind up around the ramps anything interesting there not really i mean the setting is cool um yeah it, it it's really red it really it's yeah <laughs> they, they they really do like i didn't realize that at the time but looking back like they are trying to teach you like use the trust sensor dummy and like they, yeah. they reduce your visibility. Right. They give you like multiple floors and multiple areas. And the first thing you do when you get up into the tower is you get a threat sensor. And then it's like, okay, just ping that shit everywhere. And you realize, okay, I can't see very far because of the, the low lighting and the fog and stuff. So like you ping your threat sensor and you can see stuff. And like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And there's like about, there's three floors, I think, and two of them have enemies on them. And they're not terribly interesting, but it is kind of like, okay, you fight your way up this tower and. You get to the but end. it's not like it is what like it is. when you think of tower, you think of like you know a hundred floors or something like that, right? You know, I mean, granted, it's big, it's a big structure and it, it stands out. It is a tower, but like the climb, there's not a whole lot to it, right? Like, 
No, the bulk of the gameplay is outside the tower, to be honest. Yeah. No, there's no elevator, which is nice. I mean, I like a good elevator riding a video game, but... <laughs> I like... No, Mass Effect 1? Do I have a game for you, Colin? Wow. Um, I, I actually appreciate how it's uninterrupted fighting up to the tower, up the grab lift, into the tower, up to the end of the boss. Like, nothing. It's just You just do it all in one. Nice yeah, that clean. is nice. I think that... that that's real nice. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no cutscene, right? Exactly. Well, there's a little. Well, there's bit one. Yeah. To grab that thing. Yeah. I, there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no loading or anything like that in between, mm-hmm. like when you get in the grav lift or anything like that. Yeah. So you get to the top and you wind around and you hear some grunts and some pain, and you <laughs> see this. Uh, I don't know. You see a guy, and it turns out it's Spartan Hudson, and he's in there, and he's being. He's doing some kinky shit. It's weird. Doing some crazy yoga. Um, (laughs) Shock therapy. (laughs) Exactly. So there's like this shield in front of him, and it it doesn't look comfortable at all. And uh, you push the, you know, you push the button to open the door, and then David, you want to take it from here? We we meet we meet our friend that we met outside. We meet the real version of him. Sorry, yeah, this, this this is pretty cool. You're introduced to Chuck Lore, who Chuck is Chuck Lock, if you will. Um, he's a pretty cool elite, and it's it's a very quick cutscene, but I I appreciate it that like, um, like even the weapon is kind of building you up that this guy's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. The tower is not what we think it is. It is a place where humans are brought to be interrogated and information extracted from and there's an elite in charge of this which which is interesting because we've not seen that side of elites other than like as being like these are like super cool like devout warriors they're like they have a code and here's a guy torturing people that's not a thing you mm-hmm. think of that elites do mm-hmm. and um, i thought that was really cool it was really see it was really good to see like the bad like the bad side of the elites and you have this character and um he he he's cool um he's disposed of pretty quickly though um but i like i like the setup of what the tower is and what's happening here like you break through the doors you see this elite he has a sword he's like welcome to my tower i'm gonna <laughs> fuck you up and get all your secrets and you're like his mannerisms you. are you know so I mean? good like that cutscene where he's like taunting you just the way he moves and stuff like that i'm like oh my god that is an elite <laughs> he's oh my god yeah mm-hmm He's unnecessarily flipping around this place. I'm like, it's so cool. Oh, he like flips. grabs onto something um, and swings around while he's taunting you. Yeah, he's got cool armor and he has a special sword and it's really cool. And he he's not the first time I don't think in the game, but he's pretty close to being like. I think it is actually this is the first time you were encountered active camo. Yes, and we've said it a few times. Like the active camo on Halo Infinite is no, no. fucking joke. They fixed it. Like, when they're camoed, they're fucking camoed. Like, you don't see shit. And, um, obviously, we've just introduced to the threat sensor, which is the whole point. But, like, the, the cutscene's very quick here. So, like, straight away, you're into a boss fight. And, um, I don't know who wants to talk to that column, but, like, um, yeah, the boss fight? Go ahead. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, the, um, this boss fight the first time around took me totally off guard. I, like, I, I knew you were building up to something in the tower. I knew there was boss fights in Halo. This is the the second boss fight after Tremonius, and it's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you are in cramped quarters, but, like, the walls of the area open mm-hmm. out. There's weapons around you. 343 are no, like, boss fight equals weapon dump, and I like that. I like, give me shit everywhere to pick up, and as you run, um, it's a structure. He's invisible all the time, almost all the time. But there are... Um, there are different fuel cells around that help a lot. Um, if you have the, I'm forgetting the name, the, the, the electric, electric grenades, yeah. they help oh, a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, you need you need to stun, you need to stun him. Uh, he's running around in stealth, so you need to ping your threat sensor all the time, um, just to see where he is and stuff like that, which really helps a huge amount. There's weapons around, obviously, to, to fight him. Grenades are huge here. On legendary, he fucks you <laughs> up. God, he's he is tough, but like he's he's not bad tough i appreciate like yeah okay a sword is gonna kill you in one hit like just there's ways around that you can you can kind of deal with that in this environment uh it's well done he he's a good fight he's an he's an intimidating guy and like i will say that once you get his shield down he dies yeah and i don't think his shield recharges does it 
I, I I'm think not it does. sure. If you leave him alone, I, it'll recharge. Okay. It must be a yeah. while, though, yeah. because his shield yeah. never recharged for me. No? Yeah, Jager definitely oh, does. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that. Um, this guy's a different... He's like, he's to- he's not Jager. Not even close to this guy. Like, oh, my God. But it, it's kind of hilarious. How, like, it's a similar fight, but feels completely differently. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about that when we actually get mm-hmm. there. But this guy you deal with pretty efficiently. Can um, we talk about his sword lunge because it's ridiculous he goes across the entire (laughs) fucking map (laughs) and it's terrifying yeah he knows oh my god i'm just running away from him with the grappling hook the entire time well is it a one-hit kill too or does it it um it depends what difficulty maybe not a normal maybe not a heroic and it's not a one-hit kill but two hits will kill you yeah so if he's nearby, you just have to run away from him the entire time. Use that threat sensor, figure out kind of where he is, and then I was just hucking coils, you know. Oh, that's that's the best. Then he, and he gets yeah, he really kind of pissed. vibrates. Yeah, he gets very. He's <laughs> he like, what the fuck? <laughs> I had a BR and a shotgun. I feel like that wasn't the best combo, but BR is okay. But shotgun, you need to be close. Do you remember, Krista, what I, you were using? I actually did use the bulldog because I would hit him oh, with okay. the fusion coil and then I'd get off a couple shots right in mm. his fucking face and then I'd grapple <laughs> away. I was going through between the gra- the grapple and the sensor quite a bit. Um, so I did that until I ran out and then I had like a mauler and I was I think there's a BR in the room so I kind of just stuck to that. Yeah, there's a bunch of weapons on the wall, so you, you can grab pretty pretty much anything that you want. Um, any other any spe- weapons that you found effective, David? Um, shotguns are good. I don't think I no, I don't think anything really stood out to me okay. here. I don't think I had like good weapons yeah, fighting that's him. Thing. Like, at, if you don't know stage. what's coming, you're like, oh crap. Yeah, I should have carried the skewer all the way up there. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see to see how well that did against the shield because this shield's pretty beefy. It takes a while. It is. I feel like I feel like I melee him a lot. What? Really? Like You're I feel crazy. like once he once he's close to me, that I'm always punching him. Yeah, I feel like I am. I feel like that's just instinctive. Do you do the the grapple shot punch where you stun him? Like, did you have it all the way upgraded? Uh, in my first playthrough, yes, I I went hardcore into the grapple and like every time I could, I grappled people, I stunned them with the electrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a good, which it's a great upgrade, and when you realize that like you're upgrading and you're stunning him, and you can jump in for a lunge, you get kind of a free hit. You use that a lot. Uh, that helps on normal, on legendary. That's pointless <laughs> because once you're in close to them, they won't hit kill you. So like you're kind of you're like you're you're not playing the game the same way. Yep. Yeah, true. All right, so we dispatch of Chacklock. Um, oh, one time that I died. Because we, t- uh, I just want to mention this. Um, Esherim talks about legend, right? In like previous encounters, when he's taunting us, and you know, I want, I want you to know my legend, right? Um, at one point, uh, when I died, he does talk about like this is where your legend ends, or something like. Now I'm part of your legend, or something like that. So that that seems to be a theme with the banished, uh, which I think is pretty cool. So we dispatch him, we can grab his uh, energy sword if you want, and then you go over and save your, your pal who's in rough shape, Hudson Griffin. And he is, as I mentioned at the beginning, he is the fireteam leader of Fireteam Taurus, one of the Spartans that's been scattered throughout the, uh, the ring. Uh, he was, for whatever reason, he got picked up and he's being tortured. I guess we don't really know what he's being tortured for. Being um, a Spartan? <laughs> yeah just being the spartan i guess and um yeah there's, there's a really heartfelt moment here though krista do you want to talk about this sure i'll talk about this um it, it's basically just a death conversation of griffin like asking yeah. where the other spartans are master chief promising to find them and then him expiring um and in master chief's arms and there's this long period of silence after that happens like really long Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of panning around and you can kind of see the weapon materialize and see him in his visor and she starts to say some stuff and he's just quiet and then eventually he just says let's go Mm -hmm. it's it's really touching it's it's 
Because Master Chief doesn't show emotions like a normal person would, but his long periods of silence and staring and not doing something is really telling to his character and what he's feeling at that moment. And it's really nice that he has such a kinship with the Spartan Fours. I think we all weren't sure how he would take the news that they were there were more Spartans, but it seems to me that he's really adopted them into his team and considers them, you know, just comrades and on the same level as him. He considers them true Spartans, I would think. Mm-hmm. I think Kelly's gay book is going to answer a bunch of questions for us. I'm gonna I'm gonna build this out. I think yeah. I think that's what what I, like the the Rubicon Protocol is going to be. Uh, also. A massive, massive shout out has to go to your controller in this moment. I don't know if mm-hmm. your controller that vibrates to Griffin's heartbeat and slows down and finishes when he dies. Oh, does it do that? I wasn't. I wasn't ready. I yeah, Chris. I was holding my elite, and like as Chief touches Griffin, it starts vibrating and it vibrates and it vibrates to his heartbeat, and you hear his heartbeat and you feel his controller and. Fuck's sake, you feel him die, oh, man. That... I wasn't ready for this. I was like, I don't know who this guy is, and why am I giving a shit? And I was like, holy shit, this guy's... Like, I feel the controller vibrating as he dies, and it's like, it's crazy. Like, it's fucking... Like, in that moment, they had me. They had me so hard about the Spartan I knew nothing about. And, like, how John treats him, how he reacts to him, how he's just dead, the way he touches him and holds him, and, like, the, the pilot screaming... And the weapon is trying to talk to you, and John is just ignoring all of them because he's like he's in this fucking moment of this dude dying yeah. in front of him. I was like, holy shit! That it had me. It had me hundred percent. You know, you really uh, playing on keyboard and mouse, you really miss those little details when it comes to the um, mm. what is it, the haptic on Do you the mean controllers? Playing incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> is that what you look? Mean? The mouse and keyboard is very accurate, though. And once you get used to it, it's good. Though after a while, my hands start to hurt because they're not used to it. Krista, you didn't feel a Spartan die, okay? I felt you. Had, you are there. you are scarred. I was touched. I would say that these emotional moments are akin to Halo Four, right? Like early on here, and there's there's you know more to come, but. Yeah, it, Early it on feels here, like oof, this is heavy. I almost yeah, want to say they're better than Halo 4s. Man, they might be. I I feel like they missed a beat and I feel like I want to say like probably Rubicon Protocol should have come out before this for mm-hmm. this game. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that book is going to build up these characters, these other Spartans that we don't know a whole lot about. I mean, if you had listened to like all of the audio logs and then went back and played the game, the shit that happens in the game means a whole lot more. Yeah, and I I feel like there's there's a there's a link here. I mean, there's a sequence of events that should happen before you get here, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like makes these moments way better. Yep. I think totally. it'll. I think the good thing about them releasing Rubicon Protocol after Halo Infinite is that once we read that book, we're gonna instantly want to go back into Halo Infinite and play it again. And I think that might have been the theory of releasing it after. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. So we have our sad, sad moment. Um, now we can go. Well, actually, we can go use his, his armor now. I wonder if it's better than Chief's armor. <laughs> He's not using it. Chief's going to strip. <laughs> okay. So now here's here's kind of the, oh, the, other, the other call out is, and David, you touched on this, but the pilot, uh, Echo 216, he's like yelling at you because you, Chief isn't moving, right? So he's like, hey, I, you can't see you. Move. He's used to seeing this little red dot going all over the, his, his uh, map. He's like, you're not moving. What's going on? Tell me. So he's like freaking out because Chief is having this moment. And then um, then Chief is like, all right, we got to go. So um, the the mission is essentially done. The door on the side of the tower opens up and you overlook a bridge um, that has been not extended. Um, it will extend. I guess I'll say it now. The, the, once you jump down and kind of have feet on the ground and, and get close to that bridge, the bridge will extend. And then that's going to be our new, you know, open world area that we'll talk about in a couple of the next episodes. So we have our our, our next um, uh, next things to talk about. Um, Hudson does in his dying breath. He talks about kind of there's a dig site. That's where Griffin. You mean? Dude? What did I say? <clears throat> you said Hudson. H- it's Hudson Griffin. Yeah, Hudson Griffin. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. So uh, in his in his dying words, he says, "There's a dig site. Um, I got uh, he he got caught by this dig site because the dig site was looking overlooking a, a conservatory, and so there's like a, a forerunner installation, and then the weapon kind of puts all this together and is curious, like, okay, what's what's going on over there? That's kind of our next place we got to go check out. Um, so that's kind of your marching orders coming out of this mission." From a player standpoint, as you're leaving this, you know, this chamber here, then you do get mission complete the tower. And then after that, you get mission complete recovery, which is so weird. <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. I guess because the, the object of recovery was to find the signal. And now I guess you've found the signal or verified that it was from Griffin. It's just bizarre. So now that that little diamond should go away on your map after you do this. But it's just strange. All right. Um, any any other thoughts before we get into some of the other good stuff, our commentary and audio stuff? Uh... No, not really. It's a, it's, a, it's a good mission. I think start to finish uh, the middle, like the actual climbing the tower is a bit kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I think the, the fight up to it is really good. The ending is like super fucking heavy out of nowhere. <laughs> that kind of got me, and uh, I don't know it's good. It's it's a cool map. It's a cool structure. It's a good introduction to like the way you can tackle Halo Infinite's uh, missions. It's good. Give me a rating, David, before I forget. <gasps> really, I'm pretty high on the tower. Nine. I've talked about it and and played it. <laughs> Man, eight or nine is pretty really? good. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, I I feel I feel really good about it like i've played this mission a good few times now this place i'm about my, my four playthrough through the campaign and even on legendary i loved it um i had a super fun time tackling it from from different angles and um it just feels really well balanced it's a it, it's a it's a great mission with like a good boss fight a good story it's really well balanced i mean the negatives would be the fact that it's pretty short um I don't know. It's it's good, man. I, I'm gonna go with eight. I'm gonna go with eight. I think. Eight. All right, Krista. Eight plus one for the memes. <laughs> oh memes! What, what, what are the the memes, welcome Krista? to my tower memes. All right. Okay. <laughs> they were, it was plaguing the internet for like three days. It was great. Oh, <laughs> uh, and the uh, Blizzard Activision uh thing happened during that meme so it was phil oh. spencer being like welcome to my tower activision <laughs> and blizzard the memes Mwah. gorgeous love them um on a guess serious note if i have that in my being i don't um so the i like the approach to the tower and i like the wave of enemies and i do like that you can choose whether to clear out the enemies or not i do i wish that something would have happened because because you can just fly out of the top of the tower you don't have to go back and deal with the enemies that you left there i thought it would Mm. might be might be cool that you actually have to deal with them that way like there's more incentive to actually kill all the enemies but um i like that i don't like the punchy boys i don't like them at all they follow me and it's creepy Mm, yeah they punch me and then I try to get on. I try to stand on something, and then they go hide. I don't like them at all. They they <laughs> they're mean. Um. Also, like the boss is just so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> I yeah. love a good elite. Cool. I love it. I, I would love it for. I mean, you see Tremonius a little bit before you fight him, and then I guess you see Checklock with the the um uh the what do they call it the big hologram thing there it is hologram thank you um you see the hologram he, he gives you a little bit of dialogue um it would have been nice to have a dissolve maybe a little bit more character development before you you know have the fight but it is what it is he's still cool i think you have more of an investment with this boss because he is holding spartan griffin mm. so there definitely is a little bit more of a connection with this boss rather than Tremonius that just shows up and he's basically just an, a nuisance in your path to finishing off the mission. This guy yeah. is the mission. He's done something horrible. We need to go save our fellow Spartan. I, I just feel like there's more of an incentive around just him as a boss and a character in general. That's good. That's a good point. Good counterpoint. 
So you're at an eight, Krista? Yeah, I'm at an eight. Plus okay, one for I, memes. I'm going to go... I mean, the emotional weight is good. I'm going to go seven just because it's short. Ah. I do I do like a lot of it. The, the encounters aren't too terribly interesting. Um, I'm gonna, I'm a low guy. I'm a low score guy today. Um, and then we'll we'll get we'll get Matt's eventually his scores. All right, let's jump into audio logs and then we'll do our community and we'll get out of here. Chris is gonna cover them for today. We have two. We have a banished one and we have a UNSC one. Let's do mm, UNSC first, Chris. Okay, UNSC first. They called it a silex. Sure. I call it something that should have been left well enough alone. The elites, the jackals, even the damn brutes seemed scared of what was inside. Eshram, their leader, he just stood and watched as they held my hand against it. Oh, you poor bastard. Because mm, he's a reclaimer, right? He's a human. Yeah, I mean, it's... Use the human touch. It's interesting to see how much humans are coveted just for their hands so that they can unlock forerunner tech right exactly Ugh. it's interesting though because like when you think about it the, the forerunners had plans but the plan their plans did not go as planned <laughs> no, no their, their plans <laughs> like, weren't very good yeah so he has uh unlocked this mysterious silex all right krista what's uh What's the banished one say? The banished. Eshram's testimony three. Harbinger. The harbinger is free. I do not trust her, but I must believe in Atriox's plan. His sacrifice must not have been in vain. Especially now. His faith in what we all I need. The Harbinger is but a first move to secure our position, our future. Did Kotara know about all this when she chose this ring? Did she expect it would be her doom also? As I look upon this endless world, that question consumes me. This guy's quite a philosopher. <laughs> he is. He's a thinker. I like how these two audiologues play together, right? So yes. it's the human unlocking this, and this is titled The Harbinger, and they mention The Harbinger, so the human unlocked The Harbinger. We still don't know much about that. Um, David, what's your take on this? I think the Cortana mentions it, which is interesting as well. I I wish this stuff wasn't buried in audio logs, and that's my general opinion of all the audio logs in Halo Infinite, because they contain such fucking important information, mm -hmm. and they're a little bit buried, and they're a little bit sidelined. I mean, the Harbinger and who she is, where she came from, is vital to the story, and you like you could miss it. Mm -hmm. You could you could totally be clueless as to what the hell's going on, and the prisoner stuff is like some of the best audio log stuff do you know what i mean like that's really that's really cool and like who Esher eshram is obviously one of the main characters in the whole game and like some of his best stuff is in these logs and stuff and like it builds another side to his character that means like when you see him on screen you're kind of like oh dude you're you're so fake right now because you're actually like emotionally and maybe even physically a little bit crippled and like it, it, it adds such extra weight to the stuff he says and the way he does it, and um, so I I love it all. I just feel really bad that it's kind of sidelined. Yep. Um, it, that's yeah, it's good, it's good stuff. These are great audio logs. I love them. Krista, what do you think about the comment, uh, the call out that did did Cortana know all this uh, when she chose this ring? How do you react to that? Uh, but we don't really know even why Cortana came here. Do you know what I mean? We, not we at this point, like, you know, obviously no spoilers. Yeah. Not at this point, we have. We have yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true. From what we know about Cortana up into listening to this audio log, we know she's somehow integrated with the domain. And this information has to be somewhere within it. So I don't know whether she wanted to. She came to this ring because of the Silexes and what was contained in them, 
or if she came to this ring because it is technically the most powerful of all of the rings because it was part of the original array that was a little more beefy than the current array that we um, experience in the Halo games. Mm-hmm. Also, this ring has a lot of history. There's a lot of like power crystals and weird shit like that on this ring. There's some there's some really weird shit on this ring that could benefit her endeavors. So, I mean, there's a lot of secrets to this ring and there's obviously a, the forerunners put a lot of um a lot of stake in the stuff they put on the, on this ring and it has quite an interesting history. So, I'm sure all of that combined is one of the reasons why Cortana came here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more to talk about, so I don't I don't want to get too in depth, but it, it's interest. It's it's David brings up a good point. It's buried in this, and it should have been brought to the light uh, somehow, either through in-game dialogue or a, an in-game cutscene. Some of the stuff just to help help the players that aren't going to dig into this stuff. These audio logs, even just the one, the few that we've gotten into, are way better than the Halo Five ones, which were some of them were interesting, but it was a lot of fluff. In those 117 audio blocks. I don't know. When the grunt talked, I, I it was some of the best lore. I mean, oh my goodness. <laughs> so they, I feel like they heard the fans. They're like, oh, we, how, how do we make these more meaningful? And they have, but maybe they made them too meaningful? I don't know. All right, let's get into our community questions. All right, uh, Krista, why don't you take Discord first? What what did Discord have to say? All right, Colin, February 2nd, 2022 at 1045 a.m. Oh, an early riser, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I call my threat sensor blank because it finds all the aliens I'm about to kill. Question for mission debrief Halo Infinite, the tower mission. Uh, Jedi Spartan, classic sensor McSensor face classic internet reference uh matt bad guy die time uh, <laughs> that's good rye says uh useless useless except for the two times they make you use it uh toki is calling it esteban uh yeah. Dezudo is calling it a pussy magnet that that one got me <laughs> uh, i laughed at that one Chad Smith Dad says litter little bitch radar. Uh Soloac Soloaclil uh says get ready to die. Um I get paid to see dad says I call it MPFYL or man portable fuck you launcher. It's because whenever I use it I probably I'll probably get fucked over. <laughs> um nice. Jedi Spartan says, "What what time specifically will you be recording Mission Debrief tomorrow?" Uh, we're recording it right now. Um, okay, so that that's good. Um, and now they're just not talking about anything. They're not they're not on topic at all. They're just Mission Debrief got me here. Have fun playing. So thanks, guys. <laughs> is there a Maybe debrief real. podcast for infinite as well no there isn't sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> all right beautiful thank you discord as always david can you hit us with some facebook goodness i can indeed colin because mr colin perkins the admin february 2nd at three forty-five p.m i call my threat sensor blank space because it finds all the aliens i'm about to kill Open bracket, question of mission debrief, hello infinite, the tower mission, close bracket, a picture of an unusual object that may or may not be the threat sensor. I don't know if I trust Colin after his previous picture choices, um, but we'll roll with it for now. We'll trust him that this picture is, in fact, the threat sensor. Is it Colin? It is. It's weird looking. It is, okay. It is weird looking. Considering the fact how you fire it, it doesn't look anything like I thought it would. Anyhow, <laughs> we have... Lucas Fitzer, who keeps the Facebook alive. Either dog meat, like from yeah. Follow, or peekaboo, <laughs> which is pretty good. Dog meat's good. Um, dog meat is pretty good. Dog meat is pretty good. Um, Alexander says, hello, kitty. I love that. Steve Fox, Steve Fox says, you're it, because I tend to tag people and vehicles and weapons with it. Can you tag weapons with it? Maybe you can. It doesn't show anything, uh... though, right? I don't know. This is a multiplayer. This is just something in multiplayer. I'm not sure. Um, Brad says, God's own anti-son-of-a-bitch machine. 
Because fuck them leapfrogging squid faces and their shiny glowing poke sticks. Very wow. aggressive, Brad. <laughs> yeah, very specific as well. I like the descriptiveness of that. Uh, Clyde says, Wear and tear. Where are they? Tear them apart. Oh, good shit, Clyde. I like that. Yeah. Put some thought in there. Uh, Patrick says, <laughs> Sneakers regret, which is pretty good. Matthew says, Candace. Runner up name was Bofa. Candace. Candace, yeah, Candace. Uh, Dave says the curtain between, sorry, the curtain twitcher because them see exclamation mark never miss a trick. Uh, Jamie says I call it crap. I've switched to the wrong equipment, which is probably the correct answer. <laughs> Jamie, and it has like the biggest responses. So like everybody knows the hurt that you feel trying to press all seventeen million buttons you need to press to change equipment in Halo Infinite. Um, Eric says, I call mine Natasha. Manny, teabag detector. Dickie says, the dick buster, 3000. Because I'm kind of butt some dicks, but like aggressively with violence. I ain't going to jerk anyone off or anything like that. Dustin Kaylee, bitch, going to be busting nut. Just getting their dick busted. Can I have another go? (laughs) Oh, Dickie. God damn it. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. He just digressed really hard, really fast. Um, Lance said, used for invisible elite boss fight and never used it again. All right, Lance, that's fair enough. Also, probably, I would say highly, the probably everybody else and did the same, probably, most likely. Uh, John T says, a beep bop found you sensor because of the cool noise it makes. I love it. It does make a good noise. Yeah, like it's it. a satisfying noise. Uh, Luke then says, the covenant daddy. And finally, Storm in for the win. Tickle me emo, because I like tickling me with my bullets. Or here's Johnny from The Shining. Or or, or the kneecap buster, because I'm about to break some kneecap with my gravity hammer. Mwah. That was more than one Thank you very though. much. Yeah, that was all we one answer. We like the brain dump, though. We do, we do. I like the progressive brain dump. That's pretty good. So thanks, guys. Thank you very much Absolutely. for your love, responses love on the Facebook. Our community in our community answers always good um i you know what i i just realized i forgot about the craig <clears throat> uh craig of course uh oh, it's beautiful the trivia so is the, that the skull. skull yeah the skull is on top so after you get out of the tower or before you get into the tower you can climb to the top of that thing with your grapple shot so um upgrade your grapple shot first, first yeah you gotta do that yeah. i had so much fun feeling like i was breaking the game trying to climb up it and i felt really good and i got to the top and it was like a skull and i was like oh i'm, I'm supposed, supposed to, to get here, here. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was a little bit disappointing like a little bit i thought i was super clever and then i was like oh they totally knew i would do this and they put a skull here <laughs> which you know i i like that too so um climb up there either because you think you're clever or because you know it's up there but in the middle of the tower is a skull that i would have been your daddy's skull turn that bad boy on as soon as you can and then you also get a little concert stage <laughs> with craig yeah a lovely meme from the demo gone wrong or Ooh, right i will say mm. i will say i missed all of this oh, i got did. to school and jumped off never thought two seconds about what the hell else was up there what was going on never explored never looked and then like heard afterwards about all the craig stuff like where is that I was, like on top of the tower i was like oh what <laughs> oh, a god <laughs> It has a very tall microphone and a guitar made out of just parts, and it has an album with his face on it, right? And his world tour. Yeah. All the places yep, he's, he's got... going to. And it's all the outposts, which I think is very good. The names of all the outposts as he goes around and rocks out. And then there's a song on the back. You can flip over the, uh, the album, and there's a, a song on the back, which is also very good. So unnecessary. Uh, it's well very done. necessary. Well yes. The tribute to Craig, the meme from 2019. It was a and good meme. Was, it was good. He, he, he will survive. Craig will still survive, but he's been removed from the game outside of his world tour. <laughs> All right. I think that will do it. What? I think that will do it mm-hmm. for our debriefing of the tower mission. From Halo Infinite on the next episode, we'll be digging into the second open world area. It's called Connections, I guess. That's like in the menus. It's called Connections, but 
I don't know, it's this other landmass that has a ton of stuff to do, so it's going to take us a couple episodes to cover it all. Uh, well, first episode, we'll be covering um, uh, the FOBs, and we'll also be talking about the high-value targets. Send us your thoughts at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. You can also support the show by visiting Evolved on Patreon. Until next time, Evolved. 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 Evolved.